Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I think sometimes we create it for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we maybe emphasize some things too much and we get into like this trap of emphasizing it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast here in Villainous Lithuania, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here with Startup Wise Guys again. Yes, we got to interview them the first time when I was in the Baltics. It was so exciting. Startup Wise Guys is one of the most significant accelerators here in the Baltics. They started in Estonia. Now we're in Lithuania. They also have a presence in Latvia. And we are going to get into it. Hello. Hello. (laughs) So go ahead, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, I will not sound as exciting as you are, but um, I'll try my best. So I'm Yane, uh, I'm a partner at Star Wise Guys Lithuania, so we are actually just launching here, uh, and it's great because we have been partnering with Wise Guys for a very long time, I've been mentoring there, and now actually I get an opportunity to run a fund and invest in early stage startups. So we're now actually just at the peak of selecting the top B2B SaaS startups for our batch. And uh, yeah, this is what I do. I talk with them. We try to negotiate with them and we will actually kick off the program in two weeks. When you say that you're partnering with them, what does that mean? Does that mean you're partnering with the startups? Does it mean you're partnering with Startup Wise Guys? Did you have like an investment fund on the side before? Uh, bring us some clarity to what that means. Okay, so basically, um, maybe I, I put it wrong. So I'm a partner at Wise Guys as I'm managing the fund. So actually, uh, it's Wise Guys expanding to other countries. So I'm a part of the organization and we are bringing it here to Lithuania to actually, um, together with Lithuanian investors and together with some other Danish investors as well, to invest in startups. That's why we're here in Lithuania, not in any other country, actually. And uh, here uh, I'm uh, responsible of actually taking all the expertise of wise guys that they have gathered in Estonia uh, and Latvia during the seven years and uh, actually running the same programs uh, here. Wait, seven years? Seven years Startup Wise Guys has been around? Yeah. I mean, that's... so. Some of the most significant um, companies for the Baltics have come out of Estonia, correct? Oh, yeah. Like, what are some examples? So, Estonian examples, everyone knows Skype, I'm pretty sure. Uh, and there is the uh, Uber arrival, Taxify, when everyone said, oh, come on, what are you doing? Uber is here in the market. They went after it. They are now, I think, uh, going as big uh, as becoming a unicorn. So, there is just a, a, a sample, TransferWise, PipeDrive, some very known in Europe. Uh, so... Very, yeah, 
really great companies. And what happens in any startup ecosystem in any um, city from Los Angeles to Toronto to, to here in the Baltics is when you have big wins like that, like a Skype, like a pipe drive. What people end up leaving more affluent and then they're still creative driven people and they start more organizations and this is what boosts up an economy and starts to change everything and and propel a a community forward and so this is why it's such a big deal that Startup Wise Guys is growing and now is in all three like from Estonia to Latvia to Lithuania but what I found really interesting is that Startup Wise Guys has been around for seven years in seven years there wasn't much of a tech ecosystem I think in Estonia has always been known to have all the development talent, but I mean, it wasn't like it is now. No, not at all. I think actually it's as old as the ecosystems are. So there were like those tech founders that were like really, you know, those cliche stories working in a basement. No one knows yeah. about them. There was no such thing as we right. would call now startup ecosystem right. that everyone is crazy about. Totally. And actually, Startup Wise Guys, they were created as we still call it. And our logo is this mafia guy because we said it was like a startup mafia in Estonia. Those yeah. guys who exited their companies and they were like, okay, wait a minute, what do we do now? Yeah. So they started investing, and this is how it, you know, came about to Completely. be the the leading actual accelerator here. So. Yeah, because I was in the Baltics about two years ago, maybe a little over two years ago, and at that time I feel was just when Estonia was making its mark, like really like solidifying its mark, and Latvia was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, we want to be important too. Yeah. And at that time, no, not too much is going on in Lithuania, and now Lithuania is is really strong in fintech. And Latvia is has like events and startups and all this stuff like crazy. We just you know went to Tech Chill that's been around oh, yeah. for a while, and then um, with um, it's still what Estonia is going on. It's just it's really really interesting that they've been around so long and have been there through the whole journey of becoming a stronger tech community. Yeah. And how many um, startups have you guys produced at this point? Like how many cohorts have you had? So we had thirteen so far, and we will now be kicking off the fourteenth one here in Vilnius, and we have actually the largest portfolio in the region. It's 126 startups without the ones upcoming in a few weeks. So it's really a massive portfolio, I think, for this region. Um, and while some of them like were very early stage, we had also like good exits and some companies generating substantial revenues right now. So just really happy to be part of that, of believing in very early stage, taking the risk, and then like seeing those things happen. So. Um- now, what do Startup Wise Guys do for the startups? Can you walk us through? And are only Baltic companies allowed to be in Startup Wise? Sure. So maybe I'll answer from the second question. No. So we are actually looking on very international scale. We understand that our focus still, we have to be in Europe, in Central and Eastern Europe, and we go even further east. Uh, so we have actually founders from 43 countries of the world. Uh, so this is great, and this is what we're always looking for. We never allow for one more than 30% of the same nationality in one batch because it just ruins the whole you know, atmosphere. And we want really? people to be like, like really like they are going into international environment. They have to be accustomed to people from all around the world. We find great synergies in that. Uh, so... 
this is what we expect also in this batch. Uh, and uh, then uh, our focus in the program, they are free. So first of all is, of course, revenue. So we work a lot on sales. The focus is B2B. So we work a lot on the sales for B2B companies. Uh, and either companies start generating revenue during that time or like in the last batches, we had someone who that multiplies it by five times or similar. Yeah. The second one is the team. So we help shape that. And the third one is investment. So we go after uh, other investors and we look to follow uh, to do the follow on. With, with them so and and now in here in Lithuania you have a startup visa oh yeah which is trippy maybe we'll talk about that a little bit I know we talked about it in an earlier episode you have a startup visa does that mean someone can come to Lithuania with a startup visa and then join the startup wise guys accelerator and propel their company forward yeah exactly that so um, what's the startup visa about so the startup visa allows for a smoother process of integration in the country and to acquire a visa for a longer time so you don't have to go through those like really uh, strenuous procedures and migration department when no one knows who you are but startup visa uh, they, uh, they do the due diligence on are you actually a startup and if you are the startup you know um, then they, they help you to acquire the visa much uh, the regular visa much mm-hmm. faster and then you can stay for two years you can bring your family along you can bring your whole team along so it gives a lot of opportunities your and, whole uh, team yeah on the one visa yeah on no. the visa well then you go to the migration department but it's just the team applying and together with your wow. uh, teammates you can come along there so it's almost like a visa concierge yeah uh, exactly <laughs> exactly so uh, it's a good actually um, uh, marketing stuff. <laughs> but uh, so we just did a few startup visa procedures for our startups, and I was so surprised because um, we, it was so fast. It was actually two weeks, and they got approved. So uh, because of course we kind of put the stamp that they are coming for a wise guys pro, uh, program. So then you don't have to do that much due diligence. Is that the real team? Because we approved it. Uh, but this is really great, and I think uh, um, the whole ba- all the Baltic countries they are really working very hard on that uh, because we really need to try to attract as much as we can rather than you know let uh, startups uh, move to other countries as we have. Uh, so this is a great opportunity. I'm a big proponent. So when I travel, I a lot of foreigners or you know feel like Silicon Valley has all the resource, and I'm a big proponent that we actually have an abundance of resource where we are, and we don't need to move locations um, to access resource. No. And so what I'd like to ask you is, what's one thing startup wise guys a benefit um, has? Over a Silicon Valley accelerator, like what? What's one thing that you can get with Startup Wise guys that? Like mm, you wouldn't be able to have that benefit yeah. in Silicon Valley. Yeah. So I think, of course, uh, like honestly speaking, that's a different geography focus. Uh, but I think for our teams, uh, for let's say our teams are talking about the region of the Baltics and CEE, it just completely doesn't make sense to go to to Silicon Valley right away because they come. Do you have cash? Uh, do you have all the money in the world to survive there? Probably no. You so do this you is need a, all the money in the world. Yeah. To so it's, it's a good stepping stone and we yeah. would never claim that this is much better uh, but actually when we do like kind of analysis we are on the same level with all the accelerators on the ticket sizes on the equity size on the pro- program wise as well and then we get ready them to actually go and you know establish the company in Delaware and then you know work from yeah. Silicon Valley this is what most of the startups they dream about in the first place and we're like wait a minute like really think about it so they thirst into Europe they, they take part here on the you know semi larger market and then they go to the US. And um, let's get into your journey because that's what I'm most excited about. Okay. So bringing it back, when did you first realize that you were passionate about technology? Were you a child? Was it later in life? 
Um, maybe later in life, I would say. So probably an education system doesn't push you too much to think like, you know, are you a tech person? It's just like, you know, you go through the regular uh, process. But then my first job was actually an internship at IBM. So this is where I kind of felt, I was like, oh, wow, like this is big technology giant, right. international business machines, as they call. And then I enter and this is like completely just big corporate. There's nothing about technology. And uh, I was like a, a little bit disappointed at that time. But then I felt like, you know, this is still interesting. So there are a lot of opportunities that you can actually follow. Uh, and my first, like, real work with startups started um, seven years ago when I joined uh, my consulting uh, consulting company, Civita. Uh, it's the leading uh, consultancy in, a, in our region. And this is where we actually started working with uh, startups uh, on, actual, uh, on helping them fundraise, um, helping to build, like, uh, the scaling businesses. Uh, and then I felt like, wow, like, there's so much to do. And the the network around it is actually great. So, it, like, really everyone is, like, very supportive. And there are a lot of areas, like, where you can actually improve things. So this is where I just stuck in that, like, you know, starter world. <laughs> and and then how did you go from there to where you are today? Um, so the journey was quite steady, I would say. So I wasn't, like, uh, jumping back and forth. But uh, so I, I was developing my skills there over in the consultancy. And then we were, uh, we were working with other wise guys quite a lot. So they, they because one of our... Uh, partners in the consultancy was also a founder of Startup Wise Guys. We kept on mentoring startups and we just had like this amazing relationship. And then once the opportunity struck to actually take them over to Lithuania and establish the fund together, so it was like no brainer for us. And and we had the opportunity to interview one of your teammates, Egita, yeah. um, uh, a few years ago. Um, before Startup Wise Guys was in Lithuania. So definitely be sure to check out that episode. We'll reference it in the show notes. Thanks to our amazing teammate, Carl. Carl, definitely put that in the show notes for everybody to check out. When did um, Startup Wise Guys start to penetrate Lithuania as well? So uh, Lithuanian startups, I think, uh, appeared a few years ago in their uh, their batches. Uh, But surprisingly, there were very few. So we were always thinking, like, why Lithuania is so bad with applying to Startup Wise Guys? why? (laughs) There was no answer to that. There's something about maybe having enough grants here in Lithuania, some VCs who, you know, would come with early stage tickets, so they kind of cover some part, but of course not acceleration part. Uh, So we had a few teams, uh, but there was always a question, you know, so how and when we can take it to Lithuania. So a year ago, we had this opportunity to actually establish and raise the fund uh, with the help of Lithuanian government, uh, Lithuanian private and Danish private investors. Um, and this is when we started yeah, penetrating this market very, very actively. Uh, and uh, so we are actually very fresh in the market. Uh, the news uh, came out just a month ago, uh, but we are launching our batch in two weeks. <laughs> and and uh, do you think part of um, there not being a lot of um, startups that applied actually has to do with like uh, having started being socially acceptable, um, a cultural no. thing? Actually, I think it was uh, it was quite acceptable also quite a few years ago. So I think the startup ecosystem in Lithuania uh, started developing a little bit later maybe than Estonian, just because of the unicorns yeah. of the sky being an Estonian here not, uh, but there was a lot going on. It's just that we probably had more of the early stage investors and uh, this is what startups went after. And what's one huge challenge that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? Maybe there are the, the usual ones uh, that uh, the age, uh, you know, maybe uh, I wouldn't uh, I, I actually I think the age. Um, what do you mean by that? 
Um, sometimes, you know, of course, people want advice from, you know, the gray hair. And, yeah. you know, they, they yeah. want to, to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sometimes I think that uh, the um, information that I have accumulated through the years while working, like, very consistently with startups, with the same thing all over again and again. So I feel like I've nailed it pretty well. Yeah. Um, and interestingly enough, to mention because it's a woman in tech podcast, I never felt that it's, uh, you know, my obstacle was being a female or anything like that. Yeah. So I felt like actually it gave a lot of opportunities as well to be around, to, to, to be noticed, to be able to actually like really pick up things and kind of demand results from the guys in the team. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I, I was just talking to someone and they asked me on a challenge that, that I've been having, they asked me, do you think it has anything to do with being female? And I really... Like, I don't know, but I don't think so. But even if it was, I don't want that to be the reality I create for myself. Exactly. So I find it, like, more empowering to um, to just believe in abundance. Even no. if abundance doesn't exist, I rather believe in that and work and strive towards that than live in a reality with limitation. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. I think sometimes we create it for ourselves. Yeah. And uh, sometimes we maybe emphasize some things too much and we get into like this trap of emphasizing it. So in this case, I, I completely kind of ignored if there was even any uh, like thing to, to be worried about. And I think it never uh, in anyhow um, in, in, uh, made an influence on my career or anything. So. Yeah. It, it, it's. It, I was just reading this book. It's funny. I talked about it in an early episode. I was reading this book and it said just because you feel you're something doesn't mean you are something. Yeah. And I was just like, whoa. Like I thought about all my insecurities. Yeah. I'm like, I feel X, but that doesn't mean I am X. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this changes everything for me. I didn't know that that wasn't actually who I am. It's just how I feel, which is a valid to feel that yeah. way. But it's, it's very, um, these little like kind of like mental abundance hacks mm -hmm. I think are really important to learn as leaders and as driven people so that we give ourselves the opportunities to be our, our best selves. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I agree. And okay. So what's one piece of advice you've gotten that has really stuck with you and helped um, move you forward? There were many. So I, I, I think I really like to have my own mentor as we have in like uh, acceleration programs. We say mentors, mentors, but really it's important to have one good your life mentor. And I think uh, one of the latest this, uh, kind of advice um, that I got, and maybe that's very technical, but it's make decisions quickly and don't hold those anchors on yourself. So this is something that really helps me to move forward within this startup life and like really make decisions very quickly because the startups, they're not alive for long, right? Yeah. So this is something that's been driving now my past, you know, like half a year or similar. And then, you know, come next year and I will probably need a different advice. <laughs> and um, so mentorship, it's so important. And one thing I've noticed um, in the community is sometimes we don't know what mentorship looks like. Uh, where can we find mentors? What is a mentor relationship? Um, how do we know we're not inconveniencing people? Why would someone want to mentor me? How much time does that take? Can you kind of break it down so everyone listening can, you know, leave this podcast episode feeling like, oh, I know how to find a mentor now. I know what that looks like. Yeah. 
That's a very good question, and I think people can write books about it, like on and on. It's really difficult to crack it. Uh, I've seen very bad examples of mentorship and very good ones. Uh, of course, uh, I would, uh, as I mentioned, I think there are personal ones that you find just throughout your career, throughout your life, and they come up naturally. You don't even call them mentors; they are just there for you. But you have like this professional relationship, and then there are, of course, the business mentors that you have to look for. So. In our case, of course, we we uh, push a lot of mentors to our startups, and then we say, not like you know, half of them definitely will be useless for them. You will hate their you know suggestions. You will say like this is nonsense, but then maybe one or two will stick, and that will that will probably be enough. But you have, of course have to be very ready to understand who that person is. You have to be prepared and uh, don't expect like the same that mentor will come you know with like those big sheets of paper with ideas for your businesses. So and about finding them, of course. A lot of networking, participating in those programs. Mentors are around, and people like mentoring. But like, you have to be very careful and understand that maybe one or two will stick out of hundred. So, and and what's something like someone coming to the Baltics? Well, like, what should their entry point be if they want to immerse themselves into the tech scene here? So, of course, there are the uh, key organizations: uh, Startup Estonia, Startup Lithuania, Startup Latvia, uh, that will gladly share a lot of information, um, but. Uh, of course, being very biased, <laughs> I would say that you know if you are a startup, then of course you know startup wise guys they are very open, you know, just to talk with startups and say, well, well you're too mature, maybe you have to go there, or actually you're too early, so we also have a suggestion for you, you know, what you have to do. Uh, so um, I would keep it like very open, and I think that there are those, you know big name brands that will always be very, very welcoming of um, everyone who decides to come here. And is this your first podcast? Actually, yes. What? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. This podcast that I I came aware about like uh, an hour ago, right? <laughs> I, listen, I will do whatever it takes to celebrate as many women as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh my god, this has been so cool. How can people connect with you further? Where can they find you online? Uh, there is startupwiseguys.com. So there's the whole team of ours and a whole bunch of mentors that you can also actually just, you know, directly email. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, my email uh, probably, I don't know if you... Yeah, sure. Yeah, there. go for it. So it's uh, yane at startupwiseguys.com. J-O-N-E. Very short. At startupwiseguys.com. <laughs> and um, what is your favorite app, hardware, uh, or website? My favorite app... Hmm, let me think. That's a good one, actually. So I'm I'm a lot into running, so you can understand that yeah. uh, my Garmin app is used the most. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've heard about that. And then I use PipeDrive a lot, which is a... I'm a PipeDrive customer. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, I've been a PipeDrive customer since they were a startup. Yeah. But, uh, of course, if you would look at my uh, screen time that is now pops up at iPhones, of course, that would be, you know, the, the usual suspects uh, from social media side. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so, so I think... Uh, yeah, uh, this would be the, the few. Fantastic. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. This Thank has been so great. Much. If you want to connect and collaborate with more women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. We'll take you straight there. Be sure to say hello on social, at Women in Tech Show, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I'm Yanev. I'm a partner at Startup Wise Guys, a leading B2B accelerator in Central and Eastern Europe. We are helping early stage founders to become real entrepreneurs, and we are based in Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. And you're listening to Women in Tech.
Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.